Welcome to Fence Post Politics, the only source for unfiltered, nonsensical, fakish news that you never asked for. With your hosts, Matt McKinley and Aaron Ellis. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. <clears throat> Happy uh, well, Tuesday evening, uh, Tuesday night. Kind of late, actually, uh, especially for anybody not on uh, Pacific time. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, happy Tuesday slash Wednesday, and uh, hope the week's treating you all right. It has been a real, real son of a bitch here uh, <coughs> for the last um, eh, three weeks. Um, like I, I moved out of uh, the High Plains. And uh, although I miss it from time to time, I get a little homesick. And then we we get some wind uh, out here just like we would uh, back on the high plains. And yeah, I just I don't don't miss anything about it. Don't don't miss anything about that shit. It is it's been just windy and fucking nasty. And ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. And, um, yeah, I like, I'm still just digging shit out of my eyes. Uh, we had, um, baseball opening ceremonies on, uh, Saturday. Um, <laughs> if you'll remember from last year with my, uh, my little showdown, showdown with, uh, Jerdog, uh, Commissioner Jerry, Little League Baseball, uh, Commissioner, um, I might I might repost that uh that episode at some point. Uh cuz it was um I th- I thought it was one of my finer rants. And uh <coughs> by the way, Aaron Aaron's gay. <clears throat> he tore his butthole and he had to have surgery and um his wife's real pissed about it cuz um like they're like way over, you know, their their allotment for the year on 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 medical insurance and and a torn butthole is uh is not cheap to repair, so I've been told. And um so anyway, thoughts and prayers with Aaron and um I'm sure I'm sure he'll get through it. And uh you know, mostly thoughts and prayers with uh with, with Katie um as she's um figuring out how she's gonna have to pay for this uh broken butthole um but that's that's neither here nor there like we'll uh we'll 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 let it slide this time and uh <clears throat> and we um hey anyhow it's been it's been busy uh it's gonna be busy for the next month or so while while baseball's going on even though it probably shouldn't be started till about two weeks from now, um, you know, about a full month behind where we start right now, because uh, apparently our T-ballers and uh, eight to 10 year olds are. Uh, they're just as good as the major leaguers. We're, we're going to start baseball in April. God damn it. Uh, because, hey, that that's when that's when the MLB starts up uh, for real. And, uh, so we might as well get these, uh, you know, these little bitty fuckers, uh, acclimated and, uh, you know, weather be damned, 
Um, you know, May is just too late start baseball season um, for little bitty kids. Anyhow, uh, April, you know, most unpredictable month of the year as far as weather goes. Uh, you could have full on whiteout blizzard or you could be 90 degrees. And um, and those could be all in the same month um, on kind of back to back days. Uh, like I, I know there's been days where it was 80 and then snowed the next day. And that that's been Nevada. That's been uh, <coughs> that's been Colorado. Um, Montana's a little more honest. Uh, Montana's a little more of a son of a bitch, but they're they're. Montana weather's honest about it. Like you're, it's gonna be cold early and often. <clears throat> but anyhow, we uh, we've known for a week uh, or so. Eh, I'd say four to five days in advance. We knew that Saturday, when opening ceremonies were scheduled, uh, that the wind was gonna blow and it was gonna be cold. And um, it's going to be an overall shitty day. We knew that several days ahead of time. Uh, but we forged ahead because these goddamn T-ballers, they're, they are going to learn how to play baseball in April. Because uh, one in a million of these little fuckers is actually going to play in April uh, for money at some point. So... We we start out in April and uh, opening ceremonies start at nine o'clock, and my little boy is in t-ball, and my little girl is in coach pitch, or uh, we call it farm league out here. <coughs> and um, so we got opening ceremonies at nine, uh, that goes to like ten o'clock, and uh, then we have. Uh, team pictures for one of the kids at 10.30. And then we have a game at uh, noon and a game at 1. And then we have pictures at 1.30 uh, or 2, I think. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, full day. And uh, we uh, we get around and then, you know, this is uh, one of my days off. So I'm uh, I was hoping to sleep in a little bit, but... Uh, and I guess I did. Uh, technically, I slept in uh, a touch, but we we got over there uh, about eight thirty. Winds howling. It's cold. Everybody's wearing a, a big coat, and um, we meet we meet up uh, where we're supposed to meet up with our all of our teams. Uh, my wife took uh, my daughter and. Uh, or no, my wife took uh, Gus and uh, I took my daughter and we went to uh, where we're supposed to meet. And then we, we ended up meeting basically at the same place. And uh, then we get the, the word that uh, opening ceremonies has been canceled. And so we meet in Yerington, Nevada for this, the county seat of Lyon County. And uh, that's where where all the all the little league teams in uh in the county meet up <coughs> right there in uh in Yerington uh for the opening ceremonies. I think maybe Fernley doesn't come over, but um anyhow. 
everybody, basically everybody in the county is there for uh, opening ceremonies. And they cancel it when everybody's there. And, and I'm not, not saying that we should, uh, like we should hold an opening ceremony when the weather's real shitty. But if you didn't decide to cancel it before everybody drove all the way the fuck over there, you might as well get it done. Just get it done. So anyway, everything was canceled <clears throat> except for the team pictures and the individual pictures. Because uh, they apparently they had hired out this photographer and she was getting paid for that day. I don't know what 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 all that cost, but um anything anyhow though, all the games were, were scheduled to be there in Urington that day. And uh they all got canceled just uh, along with the, the opening ceremonies, but pictures still going on. Well, come, come to find out, we uh, everything kind of rescheduled, but we had our, our team pictures at 1.30 and 2 o'clock. <coughs> 1.30 and 2 o'clock. Uh, the, the teams that drove to get to the opening ceremonies were the last teams to take pictures. We spent a whole fucking day in town with the wind howling and uh, you, you can't even take the kids to the park. And uh, we, we just basically sat in the vehicle and and wasted an entire fucking day waiting on on team pictures, and we we wanted to get it done because it's my my boy's first year uh, playing baseball. So you you know you kind of want to you know commemorate that, and uh, so we waited around. Who 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 was uh, taking pictures before us? Well, the home team, Yarrington teams, not 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 any of their fault. The the teams themselves, but. They all live in town where this is taking place, where they could go home and then come back at two o'clock to take pictures, whereas we drove 30 minutes to get there. You could have, yeah, after you canceled the games and the opening ceremonies, you could have just like, hey, whoever's from out of town, you're, you're up first uh, so we can get you back on your way because we don't have anything else planned for the rest of the day. But no, no. The home team, the people that can go home and, and, and come right back with no problem, they got their pictures done early. And we waited till two a fucking clock. Take pictures. And and uh <laughs> and, and this one one of uh, one of my big gripes outside of the, the sunflower seeds is like, why the fuck do we start baseball so early? When we we don't get out of school till uh like the second week of June out here. And these little league baseball uh seasons only last about a month. So a month and a half, you know, we, we start like two weeks early for practice and then and a month uh worth of games. So a month and a half, we could start first part of May when the weather's gonna be a little more predictable. And even if the weather is kind of shitty, it's going to be at least be warmer in May than it is in April. And, uh, and we're going to have a little more, like I said, a little more consistent weather, uh, meaning that we can 
<laughs> at the very least plan around uh weather a little bit more but but more more than likely we're going to be able to practice quite a little bit more we're going to be able to to have the games uh and not cancel them or postpone them and i i don't see how that would that would harm anybody cuz people uh the kids are still in school and uh like the rodeo season's not really getting geared up until uh till that towards the end of may uh right around you know memorial day is kind of the kickoff of the the summer day or summer rodeo season so right right as rodeo's kind of getting kicked off is when baseball would be ending uh it seems to to line up pretty well like that that's kind of how we did it uh where where i grew up at but anyhow that's um that's neither here nor there i mean apparently we're just we're just going to start in april <coughs> but no knowing that we're starting in april let's uh let's plan a little better and if we if we know for several days in advance that the weather's going to be shitty maybe just go ahead and postpone opening ceremonies a- until uh, the next week or whatever and try again um but if you don't postpone you, uh and you don't cancel beforehand <coughs> and everybody in the goddamn county shows up for opening ceremonies and the weather's shitty rather than calling it off how about you say hey let's do this real quick and you don't even have to like because it's kind of one of those deals where everybody like lines up on the field well how about instead of doing that like everybody line up real quick and then uh as they call your team name raise your hats and uh five minutes in and out and then let's go take pictures and also everybody that had to drive here from uh from out of town why don't you go first so you can get home little bit of fucking common courtesy goes a long ways and uh anyhow um that also uh <laughs> a little bit of the blame goes on me because i did not show up to the meeting that uh where they voted on on shit um you know back in february so Anyhow, this is why being involved at the local level of politics, and uh, even though this is Little League, it is very much uh, political. Um, So anyhow, uh, yeah, if you're going to get involved, uh, make sure you uh, commit to that. and, um, And if you don't, then well, I guess you can bitch all you want, because I just did. And, uh, <clears throat> but also be aware kind of makes you look like a little bit of a hypocrite uh which it did so anyhow um i still think i'm i'm right but also yeah i could have said something in february when uh when it might have mattered right now it doesn't matter season's already in motion and um yeah well, fuck me, right? Huh? Um, anyhow, um, I got a, got a few things. Um, this wind has been awful. Um, there, this, uh, and climate change is, uh, like they're trying to make that. It's, it's kind of a weird time with, uh, like the official narrative, uh, lately. You know, 
COVID dominated the news cycle for uh, two years, and I guess we'll we'll uh, I'll come back to the the climate change, but. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the mask mandates uh, have been struck down by a federal judge. Uh, first time ever as a Trump appointed judge in Florida. And uh, Biden administration has uh, or, or the, the DOJ, Biden DOJ, because that, that's how this also how it works with politics. It's just not just the Department of Justice. And well, I don't know if we ever should uh, you know, expect it be like truly impartial but that that's what it's supposed to be but it 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 never is because as soon as somebody else takes office uh you know it it flip-flops back and forth and um so the biden doj said they uh will um they will uh appeal this decision pending um recommendation from the cdc so if the cdc says um that they still deem uh, the mask. And it was, it was over like, I'm, I'm glad it's a good win because they were just like bumping this deadline two weeks at a time. And uh, like, I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that, uh, that they, they decided to go ahead and appeal it, but I guess it's pending a uh, recommendation from the CDC, but uh, it's, Kind of the, the way that uh, all that has worked, I, I I would expect the CDC to dig their heels in maybe one more time, <laughs> and that means then then it has to go to like the to uh, a, a full or at least uh, like a partial panel, um, if not a full panel, and then possibly get get bumped up to the Supreme Court. Uh, I I'm not for sure exactly how that that process works, but. Um, anyhow, um, should the CDC decide to dig their heels in, then yeah, it'll, it'll be a a deal for, for a little bit longer, which I, I'm not surprised that they wanted to, to hold power or, or keep power, but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that they, uh, that they, um, they're, they're sticking with it now because their, their polling numbers are just in the tank, but. Uh, anyhow, the the mask mandates have been lifted. The uh, and then immediately the the four major airlines uh, announced that they are lifting their mask mandates as well. <laughs> There's videos uh, on Twitter and and other social media outlets where, uh, like, as soon as it was announced, uh, like like pilots and uh, and the flight attendants and the passengers all like ripping their mask off and, and, and cheering and, and yelling in the airplane. So, um, that kind of feels like it's like the last blow for all this COVID nonsense. Um, we'll see, like I said, um, like the white house is like, uh, at least kind of putting on a brave face about it. You know, the in Pasaki, uh, uh, she said the decision was disappointing, and uh, and now that the DOJ is waiting to hear back from the CDC, and, and this is basically like uh, who, or like if you're gonna be the bad guy, I got your back. Um, but we're 
like we're we're it's like your move homie like what we'll follow your lead and uh so i don't know we'll see i I won't i won't be i won't be surprised either way honestly it's uh and i mean it's a coin flip uh it's uh it's gonna look bad for him either way um but hopefully there's enough reason within the party still that they'll realize like hey this will make you look like if you if you don't fight it it'll make you look bad with like your hardcore base that is still terrified of covid because they're you've completely brainwashed them but it's going to give you at least somewhat uh of of a you know tip of the cap as you're going into the primaries and maybe maybe there's just enough rational voices left uh within the democratic party like tell them hey just let this goddamn thing go like but let's move on we got enough shit to worry about um but that being said look at how the last couple of years have played out and yeah i'm not not confident either way so um yeah expect i, I guess just expect the the democratic party to try and drive away even more uh rational minded people uh and um yeah so uh what what that means going forward i don't know like if they take up the case if the like the the mandate goes back into effect or or what the fuck i don't know i'm not sure how that works but i i guess just don't be surprised that it's not over but anyhow um speaking going back to the baseball deal it was, it's been really fucking windy for three weeks and and i hate it and uh and in the meantime we're getting no no real moisture out of it <laughs> like they, they've had some up uh up top um but it's it's not enough to to really do anything and it's kind of late at this point anyways and yeah, this drought is uh, you know talking to Boots. By the way, if you uh, if you'd like to hear from Boots, you got to sign up on Patreon. But um, you know it's it's been really dry down there. You know, um, North Dakota just got a blizzard, but uh, before that, it was drier than hell up there too, and it's just dry everywhere. And uh, <clears throat> and it, it just it looks so much like the you know the 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 20s and 30s um repeating itself um, i mean just even even from a from a climate standpoint and i uh i'm i'm very very torn on this uh this climate change deal like i i'm a firm believer that the climate changes constantly and uh well, I, I think we probably do have a, a some effect on uh, on the changing of the climate. I think we probably play, if n- at least a marginal role, if not a pretty significant role. <clears throat> However, uh, we we have advanced to the point as a, as a human species um, where we we kind of rely on having. Uh, 
power available whenever whenever we need it uh electric power and that that uh requires a lot of energy to uh you know expends a lot of energy to i don't think we could begin to imagine how how bad if like if we were to just shut off uh fossil fuels tomorrow we'd have maybe a week or two where where people could kind of halfway function uh somewhat uh normal as we're accustomed to but then i mean it it's the straight up hunger games it, it's uh and <clears throat> so so just uh like then that that's why even even in these proposals uh from like the most uh hardcore environmental nut jobs has has a you know at, at least a 10 year uh timeline to, to roll this out because uh, yeah to shut off the the fossil fuels from you know tomorrow is uh would be catastrophic but it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as catastrophic it'd be catastrophic to the united states um because China and India and Russia are not going to to shut off their fossil fuel consumption. But I guess just to say, say there was like a, a worldwide um, EMP where it just it just takes out every single power grid on Earth. Um, you know, say from like a, a Sasquatch, you know, science squatch attack. Um, but outside of that. Um, the U.S. can do whatever the fuck it's going to do, but these other major, uh, huge countries are, are going to do what's best for them. Uh, we're we're seeing that with Russia, Ukraine. Like Russia's going to take care of business how Russia wants to, and uh, <coughs> Ukraine's either got to hold them out and put up enough fight for for them to to withdraw, or they're going to have to at least part of their country is going to have to become Russia. And I, I don't, I, as bad as the Russia Ukraine deal is, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about, about that tonight, but as bad as it is, like, like that, that's a fight they're going to have to fight on their own because getting involved or tang us tangling with Russia could lead to just, no life, uh, no human life on Earth, and or at least no no human civilization left on Earth, and it's uh, yeah, like that's just that's not an option to put on the table. So, anyhow, uh, to think that like we can control the climate when we can't even control what Russia does with Ukraine w- without risking total annihilation, like I. There's just the hubris behind that. Uh, you know, this this whole uh, green energy movement. And I, well, I firmly believe we should do what we uh, we can to to make sure that the earth is livable, livable for, uh, you know, like my kids and their their kids and <laughs> on down the line. To think that we can change what the climate is doing. I think that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a bold, bold strategy, Cotton. Um, so 
anyhow, I, I, I just, I'm kind of stuck between, between those two deals and, and the proposals that we're seeing coming out, uh, from all over the world, as far as, uh, tackling climate change, uh, leads to a lot, a lot, a lot of centralized government power. And I'm hundred percent against that hundred percent. Um, anyhow, well, we'll, uh, well, we'll jump ahead. I'll, uh, um, we'll, we'll finish up on the Ukraine, uh, Russia stuff, but, uh, apparently, and if you, if you listen to the media, the, these guys are just like, they, they are trying their goddamnedest to, to get us to put troops over in Ukraine. Um, but the Russians have basically pulled back from, uh, Kiev and Lviv or Kiev and leave. Um, and they, they're, they're focusing way more on the Donbass region, which is in the South and the East of Ukraine. And, uh, that's been, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what the hell Putin's trying to do, uh, with Ukraine. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> if these uh, attacks on uh, on Kiev and Lviv are just diversionary deals where they're trying to keep as many troops in that area as they can uh, to make as much uh, grab as much ground in the Donbass region as they can, which is kind of what they did in that first wave. And this seems to be like a second wave. And uh, so like they they shot a couple missiles at Lviv uh, the other day. But it seems like the bulk of their troops are are concentrating down on the south and where they've just about taken uh Mariupol. Um it's it's gonna if they you know, once that finally falls and they have like uncontested uh <coughs> control of that, that seaport there, uh then they can they can get supplies in and out a lot easier and then that's gonna be able to uh, for them to to take that Donbass region a lot lot quicker and supply uh, or you know secure the the water supply to Crimea, which is a big concern. You know Crimea is um, also disputed, but it's basically part of Russia now, uh, back as part of Russia again. Um, anyhow, uh, I I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen there. Um, terrible all the way around and um the media is doing their best to like your your corporate uh legacy big name media outlets are trying their best to get us involved militarily even more so than we have like we're like i I saw that uh biden's gonna announce uh another uh military aid package to ukraine which we just did like seems like two days ago uh we sent like another almost a billion dollars over there and now like he's getting ready to announce another one like if if inflation wasn't high enough god damn dude how how many guns do they need and if we're sending all this this shit over there why aren't they doing better like they're not that russia is doing well but they they're still only sent in like fifteen percent of their military. Like if they if they really wanted to take Ukraine, they're going to take Ukraine. Uh, and so like I, I don't understand how 
like they're just the way like they're they're not sending in a ton of reinforcements uh from russia that that mean that that seems to mean to me that they're really only t- uh trying for this this donbass region um i don't know it's um yeah joe biden though um i got to now anyhow uh russia ukraine Still going on, and uh, the media is going to try their best to get us in the war. And Joe Biden, to his credit, uh, even though he's um, risking uh, full-scale war by by sending weapons to to Ukraine, like they're going to start bombing our shit uh, as we're, you know, shipping it in from Poland or wherever. And um, yeah, it's just uh, th- this is. Yeah, that shit gets uh, gets scary. And there's like in in the in this media, they're they're talking about how like uh, these tactical nuclear strikes are not going to be as bad as we think they are. Like small scale nuclear war might not be bad after all. So let's go ahead and get in a get in a war with Russia, I guess. Uh, fucking fucking crazy. Um, so anyhow, see how that goes. Um, but inflation is going to keep going up and uh, the longer this shit goes on in Ukraine, the, the more it hurts us. Like the, these uh, sanctions that they put on, on Russia uh, haven't really worked. And uh, the ruble is basically at the same level. It was uh, pre invasion. Uh, it tanked pretty hard there. Um, this, this was a good one. Uncle Joe is uh, getting escorted away from the crowd by an Easter bunny. And uh, I don't think my, my audio is working there, but uh, as he, you know, he's, he's talking to the crowd there and uh, I got him on, on a different video on, on Mike where he's talking about Afghanistan and Pakistan. And then he goes over to that guy and goes, what the hell am I supposed to do now? And, uh, yeah, it's um so many jokes to be made about about Joe Biden. Uh I mean and, and it is just it is low hanging fruit. And but also at this point that guy I mean just look at that guy. He doesn't know there, there was a there was another video. I'll see if I can pull it up here real quick. Um there there was another video uh, of him where where he's just he he walks off stage and and goes to shake somebody's hand and there's nobody there and like at this point can we just call it elder abuse because that seems to be what's what's going on and um and Anyhow, um, my my computer is slow. That's why you guys should uh, sign up at uh, patreon.com slash burning daylight where I have my conversations with boots. Um, yeah, any any and all uh, new subscriptions that that money goes into. Uh, 
to helping me improve this show. So, um, anyhow, I, uh, I'll work on getting that video, but at this point, like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of elder abuse. Like I just feel kind of bad for the guy and then don't get me wrong. This guy is a giant piece of shit. Uh, his, uh, his family is corrupt, as corrupt as they come. Um, we haven't even talked into or talked much about the, the Hunter Biden laptop deal. Um, cause honestly it's old news like that. We knew that shit was real back in uh, October of 2020. Uh, and, and they're just now in, in your major media outlets, uh, acknowledging that this was a thing. And it's just like, ah, goddamn, man! I for 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 this guy's faults, I I still I feel just kind of bad for him. And look at that—he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on anymore, uh, at all. I mean, he's just wandering around, lost, and. Like his drugs must be on a, like a very strict timer, but that uh, he's—I feel bad for the guy. Uh, He—he's just a rep. Look at this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and that guy's not going to do anything, uh, to, like, he's not going to do anything to, to make Putin intimidated, uh, and he's, uh, but also, I, I, I think he's still, like, uh, kind of bullheaded enough that, that he's not going to, uh, like he's not going to risk troops on the ground in in Ukraine, so I, I don't know. Like it's a, oh, it's a lose lose situation. Um, what do I have next? So we covered Joe Biden. We covered the mask mandates. Okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene, my my uh, one of my favorite uh, members of Congress. Uh, she is a Republican. Diehard Donald Trump uh, supporter from Georgia. Uh, okay, she has a lawsuit uh, pending uh, against her by uh, an advocacy group that's based out of Texas. Um, but basically, what they are trying to do is get a bunch of these diehard Trump people uh, disqualified from running from office or running for office again. Basically, basically, um, using the legal system to undercut the will of the people of these uh, these uh, districts. So <laughs> they're citing. Um, oh, let's let's read this. So federal judge says Georgia voters can challenge uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's reelection run. Um, still not sold on her not being a, a science squatch. Uh, it's, it's still a, still a possibility. Uh, you never know on these, on these pictures, especially with uh, a character like her, where the, 
your your uh, corporate media truly hates her. Um, so I don't know if they uh, if they're in on the plot with the science squatch, so they like uh, trim down the like the canines, uh, or if they did that on purpose to make her uh, her her look weaker. Or if, if maybe maybe Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene is an actual human, we don't know for sure. None of none of those theories have been confirmed. So, like uh, as far as we know, all all bets are in play right now. So, Atlanta a federal judge on Monday ruled that a group of Georgia voters can proceed with legal efforts to, seeking to disqualify U.S. Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from running for re-election to Congress, citing her role in the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. I love that they're still citing the deadly attack. Only person who died on uh, that day at the Capitol was shot in the neck by Capitol Police. Um, should she have been shot? I don't know. I, I have not not really delved into that that side of things yet but we all know that there were no weapons found that has been uh that has been brought before the public several different times no weapons found on uh, <clears throat> on that day during the storming of the capitol uh the people who who plotted to you know in uh to overthrow the government uh, you know, start an insurrection, left all their weapons at home that day. All of their weapons, no firearms found, and the only person who died on that day was one of the protesters, and she was shot in the neck by a cop, Capitol Hill Police. Yet they still call this a deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol, and so I guess. Yeah, one person died, um, but it was a member of the attacking party, as they they uh, have uh, cited it here. <clears throat> the challenge filed last month, the Georgia Secretary of State's uh, office alleges that uh, Green, a Republican, helped facilitate the January 6, 2021 riot that disrupted Congress uh, from certifying Joe Biden's uh, presidential election victory. That violates a rarely cited uh, provision of the 14th Amendment and makes her ineligible to run for re-election according to the challenge. Um, The amendment says that no one can serve in Congress who have previously taken the oath as a member of Congress to support the Constitution of the United States shall have emerged uh, or have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Ratified shortly after the Civil War, it was meant in part to keep representatives who had fought uh, for the Confederacy from returning to Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene is being treated as a member of the Confederate States of America, <clears throat> which hasn't existed since 1865. Uh, this is a... Uh, the fact that they let it go forward is kind of uh, kind of spooky. Like it should, it should get shot down. 
hundred percent should get shot down. They're like Marjorie Taylor Greene is. I guess she's going to to court on Friday, and she has to testify under oath. But she has said publicly how she was evacuated with the rest of the members of Congress uh, on January sixth, and she has uh, stated publicly or alleged that she has had no no part in in that. She. Uh, they're they're trying to equate this big protest that was uh planned uh permitted and uh known about well in advance uh like and that and has also protected under the the constitution the first amendment the uh, the right to peaceably assemble which the the rally that Trump held was peaceful uh, should he have uh, called people off? Yeah, I think so. I, I think <laughs> I, I don't know um, how all that works. I, I don't I don't think he did anything to be held uh, criminal criminally liable. And he's been a, he was acquitted by the, the Senate, um, which is not going to be accepted by uh, your hardcore left wing people because it was uh, it was 100 100 percent long partisan lines and he, and he even had a couple of his own party that that voted to uh remove him from office. So that that type of trial even though legally he's acquitted um that that's not that's not going to hold much weight for your your diehard uh like Trump resistance people. <sighs> and there, there is a little bit of gray area about whether he did incite people to to violence. I, I don't think he he did, but there, there's at least that question there. And especially since uh, there, there wasn't a single member or a Democratic member that voted to acquit. So the party line vote, and and even had a couple people from his party. So. Whether you agree with it or not, there there very much is uh, in as far as public opinion goes, there is a little bit of doubt there, and uh, and even some moderate people, and even some people on the Republican side said ah, he he might have had a, a hand in that. So if uh, if that comes back up, uh, they can say that he he led an insurrection, which would invoke the this. Uh, this article of the 14th amendment and, and it would disqualify uh, Marjorie Taylor green and uh, Madison Cawthorn. I think Lauren Boebert, uh, my other girlfriend from you know, Congresswoman from Colorado and, uh, and a couple, uh, a couple of uh, representatives from Arizona is like uh, Paul Gozar and uh, something bigs. Um, <coughs> But let's go to uh, Madison Cawthorn. I didn't cover this. Uh, I meant to cover this uh, several weeks ago, but you guys don't know him. He is the congressman from somewhere in North Carolina. <clears throat> um, he's not not the guy that's running against uh, Tony Cowden, who I had on a couple weeks ago. Um, but he's uh, he's the guy in the wheelchair, and he's he's. Very much along the same lines of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, I don't think he's a science squatch. He's uh, I, don't, I don't know if uh, we've, we've not seen any evidence that uh, of Sasquatch is paralyzed from the waist down. And 
if uh, the science squatch has cloaking technology, there's no way they can't repair uh, broken limbs and, uh, and paralysis. So uh, I'm uh, 99.9% sure that Madison Cawthorn is not a science squatch, but he, uh, he repeats a lot of the same talking points as Marjorie Taylor green and Lauren Boebert. And like I said, they're, they're kind of the, they're like the new wing of the Republican party. Um, and they're, they're just like younger Trumps. Uh, they say a bunch of stupid shit. Um, but they do do a good job of, uh, rallying their base behind them. And for the most part, I agree with them more than, uh, anybody on the democratic side and most of your like traditional Republican candidates. So even though I don't, I don't care for him at all. They're probably outside of Thomas Massey, who I um, agree with most uh, within Congress. So Madison Cawthorn obviously has come under a lot of fire from your, your corporate media. And so here we go. Secretly recorded call adds to controversy swirling around Cawthorn. Former district staff member for Representative Madison Cawthorn, Republican from North Carolina, is accusing him of improperly firing her after denying her family and medical leave. Allegations the lawmaker, allegations the lawmaker and his office have uh, vehemently denied. At one point during the call, Lisa Wiggins, who was a caseworker for the 26-year-old first-term representative in his district office for over a year described that office as having more liquor bottles than they do water bottles. Uh, Cawthorn's office has insinuated that the allegations made in a secretly recorded and released conversation with the head of an anti-Cawthorn pack were per, uh, politically motivated and hinted at uh, political counteraction by saying that they constitute defamation of character. Uh, Wiggins unloaded about Cawthorn in a call with uh, David Wheeler, the president of the anti-Cawthorn American Muckrakers Pack, more commonly known as Fire Madison Cawthorn, accusing him of denying me my FMLA leave when her uncle died and her husband suffered a heart attack uh, the same week. <laughs> this is uh, kind of a long article, but I, uh, it was... I think it's uh, interesting enough to read the whole thing. So Wiggins, who was not ready to share her. Okay. Wiggins, who was not ready to share her personal story and was shell-shocked at the statements she made in confidence being made public, declined to elaborate on the accusations or confirm that a workplace complaint had been filed against Cawthorn when reached by the Hill on Monday. Basically, this chick was pissed that something that she said in confidence was leaked to the press, and she did not corroborate any of uh, the accusations or campaign after Cawthorn had said he would run in a new dis- uh, adjacent district before switching back to the district encompassing most of his current Western Appalachian territory. It's not as though I was just working for him against Cawthorn. Cawthorn was no longer going to be working in the district. Also, he gave me the blessing to do to do so when I left the district. Higgins told the Wiggins told the Hill. 
Wheeler said the call took place last week on April 12th. He released the audio from the conversation on the PAC's website on Monday and a report about it from a local outlet, Smoky Mountain News, soon followed. So, uh, after the census in 2020, uh, this is uh, where all the gerrymandering happens, and North Carolina is one of the big states that uh, that got gerrymandered all to hell. <clears throat> and uh, it just so happens that um, Hawthorne decided to run in a distant a different district and he told this chick that uh since uh she was staying with that district that she could work for whoever she wanted to and then he changed his mind or probably based on uh judge's rulings uh decided to switch back to that district and and now she's already working for this this uh who's now a challenger who wasn't planning to challenge this guy so you got a like an oopsie primary challenge here. And this chick is caught in the middle of it. And some piece of shit from a political action committee, a super PAC, uh, recorded a call. North Carolina is uh, like a one por- party recording call. So <clears throat> anybody who's been on, uh, on the podcast, uh, especially like when we do it on zoom, when we do video, uh, when I hit record, it lets you know, uh, because a lot of, a lot of states, they have to, uh, for it to be used legally and not face any repercussions. Both parties have to know that you're being recorded. And, and that's also kind of a, you know, a standard practice. Um, it, anyhow, he didn't tell her that she was being recorded and, uh, sounds like maybe she was just ranting about, uh, about this guy. Um, who has gotten a lot of trouble from the Republican party. Um, he got, uh, he got a bunch of shit from Mitch McConnell because he, uh, was saying uh, he was talking about how he got invited to a bunch of parties where orgies were going on and, and drugs were, were everywhere. And, um, honestly, I think he, he should have, uh, not denied it and, and actually told some details about these parties because, I want to see how DC gets down. Um, but he probably couldn't do that because there was a bunch of underage kids there. Um, cause that, that seems to be how uh, DC rolls anymore. <clears throat> Anyhow, there, uh, Madison Cawthorn's another one of these guys that is up for uh, a lawsuit about whether he can run again. And, like I said, this, this type of deal is the shit that sets off uh, violence. When you have people that elected, whether what, no matter what's your view on Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Madison Cawthorn or, or, or even for, for the other side, Pelosi or AOC or Ilhan Omar, no matter what you think of them, if you're not in their district, you don't have much of a say about whether they have a right to be there or not. That's that's for the constituents of that district to decide. And uh, if if they're able to just uh, decide through the the legal system that even though the people of this district want these people to represent them. Uh, through some technicality of a, in the law over a uh, an event that is questionable at best, 
as to whether or not it was a, a, an insurrection. Um, and the legal system just says, no, you can't elect that person, even though you want to. That sets a really, really bad precedent in motion. And, um, and especially with, uh, it looks like the Republicans are going to win big in this, uh, this primary and probably win big again in 2024. Cause I don't see the Democrats slowing down on their bullshit. Um, yeah, that, that, like when, when you, when you take away the people's voice like that, that's going to, that, that can only end in violence. And uh, I'm not, not, not advocating for it at all. I'm just saying that that is where that's headed. So hopefully cooler heads prevail within the courts. And I, I think overall the courts have done a pretty good job within the last couple of years. Um, but we'll see. Um, in other news, Amazon and Starbucks, uh, two of your, you know, at least uh, publicly, your most like progressive left wing type of companies. Um, both of their their founders are like extremely left wing. Um, they have uh, been fighting a kind of an uphill battle. It seems like they've been like playing a game of whack-a-mole trying to shut down union attempts and uh, have, have failed for the most part. And this is something I think we should pay a little bit more attention as uh, most of my audience being on the libertarian conservative side of things. Um, kind of knee jerk gut reaction is, uh, you know, anti-union and anti-big labor. <coughs> and I've, I'm very much on the same way, but I'm also I'm sympathetic to like the, the union guy. I, I don't like the unions as an organization very much uh, the same way. Like I'm uh, like I support like the, the original sentiments of the Black Lives Matter movement, like your average black guy that just tired of getting fucked with by the cops. Uh, I, I'm I, I've, I view that that person the same way as your average like union like mill worker or, or factory worker is just like trying to trying to put their head down and not and and not uh get fucked over by the company that employs them like trying to get get everything uh that they got coming to them and so i don't i don't hold any grudge against those but like much like black lives matter uh the organization got corrupt um could do a whole segment about how much uh, money has been misallocated and it can't be can't be found or accounted for um from the organization and and their leaders are buying you know million plus dollar houses um that's kind of how i mean just that, that's how the union deal is has worked too like well I, while i sympathize with your average union guy uh the leadership of that union is just corrupt as fuck and, and robbing its members blind the most part and <clears throat> so like i'm i'm very much uh like skeptical of uh of labor movements but this uh this amazon deal in uh so the the plant or the 
the warehouse or I think it's a distribu- distribution distribution uh, center. It's in Staten Island, New York, and, and they voted uh, overwhelmingly to uh, to unionize. And uh, <laughs> Amazon has resorted to. Uh, I don't have any of these uh, these articles picked uh, or, or you know pulled up, but um, I, I, I listened to uh, several different podcasts uh, on this, and uh, and I've I've read a bunch of different stories, and uh, Amazon's union busting tactics are are just pretty goddamn funny. To tell you the truth, they uh, they're even using like. Uh, Donald Trump's playbook of the this election was stolen, and uh, I don't know if they're talking about voting machine. I, I don't know how how all those those deals work, but uh, the fact that this thing sprung up uh, fairly grassroots uh, oriented, it seems like uh, the the guy that's leading this union um, <coughs> is not affiliated with uh, any of the other major uh, trade unions. Um, that are that are associated with uh, with warehouse workers and whatnot. I don't I don't know which which union that would be, but like this is this is one just uh, just created specifically for Amazon, and uh, like it seems like seems like Amazon is really um, like pulling out everything. And Starbucks the same way. It, it, all, it all started in New York, and. Um, Probably at the end of the day, this is going to lead to like, oh, it's going to lead to an increase in all of your Amazon prices and uh, also probably going to lead to, uh, you know, higher price coffee and all all of that, all that good stuff. Um, But at the same time, I uh, like I, I, I fully support these uh you know these union attempts at least you know uh, to have some sort of say against the especially a massive massive corporation like that where you, uh and and in particular like i don't know if i believe all these stories coming out of like the amazon warehouse about how bad uh working conditions are but the fact that they they basically do track every every one of your movements during the day is creepy as fuck and i get that you're on their time um, but also like that's, uh, don't, don't fucking track me like that. That's, uh, you know, and it's, and it's not like, you know, we, we had the, the GPS deals on, on feed trucks at cactus where you could see where your drivers are. And, and so you, could, it's, it's meant to like, see where, see where they're at on in their route. So you get back to the office or plan your, your route accordingly. But there, there's also times where, where guys would just go sit at the edge of the yard and, and kind of take a nap or something. You could see that if they're, if they've been sitting in the same spot for, for 20 minutes. And I will admit it's a little bit creepy and I tried not to, uh, to use that too much. I try to use that, that GPS as what it was meant for, which is just, uh, you know, to maximize your efficiency. And so you could, uh, you could see where they're at and, and, and how you could, uh, you know, move, move that day along a little bit faster, but Amazon is like calculating how long it takes you to, you know, uh, to load each box and then like puts that on average for the, 
the entire company and then you've got standards to meet and then they they time your your bathroom breaks and and everything and it's <coughs> it's it's some real 1984 type shit and and so i i don't while i don't trust uh most uh labor movements uh just because they they're you know by nature they're very left-wing socialistic in nature and i'm i'm not again i'm not for that but also these uh these giant corporations and working for for a couple of them they tend to be very uh authoritarian in how they they run things and there there's got to be some sort of balance there and so i i i kind of support this uh this whole movement to to kind of kind of throw a big uh fuck you to to these these elite types so we'll see how that plays out with <coughs> with Amazon and Starbucks most likely it's just going to make everything um everything more expensive for us um but we'll 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 take a look uh and see how it goes further down the line um next up we got DeSantis and Disney going head to head and this is a weird one I'm not going to lie I'm a little bit torn on it too because basically Disney faced a huge backlash from its employees because they didn't speak out <coughs> enough against this um what they're calling the don't say gay bill we all know it's not not what it was um i will say though it's it's kind of it's kind of ticky tacky and um but this is this is how conservatives work they uh they kind of fall asleep at the wheel and the next thing you know something really outrageous is happening and in response they do something probably even you know at the at the least equally outrageous to try to to stop it from from going any further it, it's much like the the bathroom bill in in North Carolina <laughs> which i still believe if they would have just said uh well, basically nothing and just kind of let it let it all play out and um and not fought uh because it, they they lost that thing i mean it, it i mean they they lost uh, a whole bunch of what well, was like the ncaa tournament and <coughs> something else that, that moved out of north carolina over that that transgender bathroom bill um so they made this law that they could not enforce and it just inflamed the left wing. And and at the end of the day, it uh, I think it got shot down in, in courts. And no, nothing was changed except uh, it, it got a, a Democrat uh, governor elected. And but on, on the conservative side, it didn't didn't do anything except hurt them. And and I think if they would have just said nothing, done nothing, the the left wing and the the corporate media they would have made a huge deal about it uh, about something early on, and then it would just fizzled out because they wouldn't have had anything to continue to be outraged by. And and then that would have left you open to to later on if there was any any sort of incidents of uh, sexual assault or whatever. 
in a, in a woman's bathroom by a transgender person, you could point to that and say, see, this is why we thought it was a terrible idea. And, and that, but that's not how they work. They, they, they go hard the other way. And this is kind of, I view this, uh, this deal with DeSantis, uh, and it's all over <coughs> the transgender stuff in, in classrooms and, um, and critical race theory and common core. And like, he just, uh, he banned something like 54 books and I don't know what those books were. And, and I don't know exactly why they were banned. And I, I, my kids are homeschooled. So honestly, I don't care to even go look into it. I just, I don't, I don't care that much. I think if you're that upset by the public school, um, still, and you haven't at least, uh, looked into teaching your own kids, then that's your own damn fault. I just, we all, we all know what the public school system is at this point and uh, anything new that we're going to learn about is just going to make you even more pissed off and I just, I don't concern myself with it anymore because I teach my kids and uh, my wife teach my, teaches my kids and yeah, I, I know what they're learning. I know what we're teaching them so that's that. And um, but in in response to Disney like <clears throat> making a stronger statement against this and uh and whatnot now it turns out that uh back in like 1968 um florida granted disney basically autonomy so they can raise their own taxes in in at disney uh disney world and uh they can they can keep their own uh like private police force and they're basically like kind of a libertarian dream like that's what we want where the the government just lets us the fuck alone. We can do what we want. And, um, but at the same time, <clears throat> the only reason that Disney was able to do that, because they bring a ton of tourism dollars into Florida. Like, I bet you your average gator farm or what the fuck ever, uh, you know, your average Florida man, uh, t-shirt Taco Bell and, uh, you know, meth dis, uh, distribution distribution center. Uh, I bet you they don't have autonomy power like uh, Disney World does. And and so uh, DeSantis is threatening to revoke that, which I'm kind of in favor of, uh, just because Disney got there through cronyism. But at the same time, I, I think it's kind of awesome that. They uh, they govern themselves for the most part, uh, even though I, I don't don't care much for Disney at at, at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of at a quandary uh, where I don't I, I don't um, I don't know exactly which way to feel about that. And then as far as the banning of books, um, I guess it's just from curriculum. Uh, so it's not like they're banning them from the library. If you want to put them in the library, I think that's fine. I don't know exactly um, how that works, but I know it sounds a lot like censorship from the right wing side. And once again, I don't think that uh, you should be teaching sexuality to you to uh, kindergarten through third grade uh, kids at all. I don't, I don't think they're ready for that. but. I also don't have to fucking worry about it because my kids are not in public school. So 
also a little torn about that. And I'm almost kind of on the side of the, the crazy people because censorship is bad because only depends on who's in power. Uh, once you set that precedent of censoring a certain set of topics, well, just wait till another, the other side gets into power and they will decide what they want to censor. But we've seen this with social media. We've all, especially on the right wing side, have bitched about it uh, on social, uh, on social media, or we tried to, uh, even if they're, you're allowed to bitch about it on social media, you're on the conservative or libertarian side or just go anti the establishment narrative. Uh, you can rant all you want, but nobody sees it. 20,000, 21,000 followers on Facebook. And uh, I'll, if I break a hundred uh, reactions on, on something, it's a good day. That's a good day. And uh, yeah, it used to be in the thousands, but Hey, um, <clears throat> seems like we don't learn. It's just all, it's all tribal. And I, while I think uh, DeSantis is um, his gut instincts are right. Uh, it's a little bit authoritarian. And so I, I pulled up this article and then, um, so our favorite, uh, favorite gay governor, Jared smoke, my polis, um, from, from my home state of Colorado, uh, governor, Colorado governor rips DeSantis for socialist attacks on the private sector. And we're ready for mountain Disneyland. Um, I think this guy's, an idiot. Um, but compared to the rest of the Western states, um, he's, well, or at least, uh, like the swing or liberal, uh, Western states, he's probably the best of them. Like he's better than the Nevada governor, a lot better than uh, California, Oregon, and uh, Washington. I don't. I can't remember who the uh, governor of Arizona is. But anyway, Colorado Governor Jared Polis uh, led into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday over what Polis called uh, Florida's authoritarian social socialist attacks on the free market. Which uh, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, I will say. Um, because he's kind of a socialist himself. Um, at least when it comes to like domestic policy. Um, on the economic side, he's very much a crony capitalist. So he's uh, <clears throat> he's libertarian in the sense as long as it uh, benefits him. Um, but if it comes down to shutting down his competition, he's uh, probably in favor of some regulation. Uh, DeSantis has been leading a culture war uh, against some of America's most iconic corporations like Disney and Twitter um, over what he sees as un their undue influence over society and influence uh, DeSantis would like to cur curtail using the powers of his office. Tuesday, the Florida Republican gave a speech in which he announced that his state, which is invested in Twitter via a pension fund, Look into holding accountable the board of directors of Twitter for rebuffing billionaire Elon Musk's takeover a bit. Uh, we're going to be looking at ways the state of Florida potentially can be holding these 
Twitter board of directors accountable for breaching their uh, fiduciary duty charged DeSantis in a clip that was shared on social media. We'll listen to that here later. Polis, who has positioned himself as a centrist, commented on the clip writing, uh, Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the private sector are driving businesses away. Colorado, we don't meddle in the affairs of companies like uh, Disney or Twitter. Hey, Disney, we're ready for Mountain Disneyland, and the only Democrat to join the House's Libertarian Liberty Caucus. On Tuesday, DeSantis also moved to end uh, Disney's special status for its Florida theme parks. DeSantis announced a change to the state legislature's agenda to include a review of independent special districts that were established prior to November 5th, uh, 1968. The move is a significant escalation in DeSantis's fight over Disney, which began with the entertainment company coming out against a bill that gay rights activists announced is discriminatory. Florida State Rep. Andrew Learned, 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 I'm going to say Learned, uh, tweeted uh, the news on Tuesday, writing, Breaking, Governor DeSantis is seeking to turn uh, today's special le- legislature's uh, session into a full-scale attack on Walt Disney World and Mickey Mouse. This isn't a joke. This is 2022 and the modern Republican Party. Uh, Polis, who is the first openly gay man elected to statewide office in the U.S., continued to troll DeSantis, saying, We will grant Mickey and Minnie full asylum in Colorado. Um, so once again, this is a, a deal that I'm, I'm kind of torn on. I, I kind of appreciate Jared Polis's, uh, trolling. Um, it's actually kind of funny. So hats off. The Democrats haven't been funny for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I, like I said, I, I I like where uh Santis uh has his like his gut instincts, but I I I don't like him just wielding power like that. Uh, that's uh how authoritarians start. The fact that the state of Florida is invested heavily in Twitter through their pen- pension fund is a concern as well. That's the mixing of private enterprise and government. Um, But on the flip side, you have like Vanguard who owns a ton of pharmaceutical company uh, stock. Um, BlackRock, which owns fucking everything. And you also have the Saudi Royal family, which also owns everything. And the fact that a foreign government plays uh, or owns a huge part of this uh, this company, which has become uh, essentially the like the town square for political discussion, is also a concern. And, and the fact that we have all these uh, like these giant players that uh, whether they're you know representatives of the state or uh, you know heavily. Uh, tied in with the state apparatus is is really concerning and i i I, i'm really kind of interested to see how this elon deal like i i really like uh elon for the most part i don't i don't fully trust the guy because if you look at tesla and it's it's basically uh almost 
fully subsidized by the by the taxpayer. But I also have Starlink Internet, which is a private company. And for the first time in my life, <coughs> outside of uh, living in a in a college town where where there was uh, good internet, like I I have fast internet for the first time in my life, and that's due to Elon Musk. And if he's able to to uh, complete this hostile takeover of uh, Twitter and turn it back into what it was before shit got real political and censored. I'm, I'm, I'm all in favor for that. And, uh, at the same time, he's, uh, like all of this has, there's so much, you know, entwinement of government and, uh, and giant corporations that it's just kind of gross and I don't like any of it. And I'm I'm just kind of hesitant to see where it all turns out. But that all being said, um, it's uh it's been a crazy crazy couple weeks. And when Aaron's butthole heals, we will uh we'll we'll go into this a little more in depth. I know I've kind of went went quite quite a ways already, but um. There was a documentary that several people sent me uh, to watch, and I did. Um, it's called Watch the Water, and <clears throat> I'm going to save that for the Patreon because uh, I know that that documentary has been pulled from YouTube, and um, I'm going to get pulled from, from YouTube. I'd rather do it as an unlisted uh, video that only people that, that pay to see it can see. And uh, therefore, maybe I won't get a strike on my channel. So anyhow, um, that's where we're going to end it for the the main feed. I'll uh, I'll do a review of Watch the Water uh, for the Patreon folks. And if you'd like to see that, it's patreon.com slash burning daylight. And everybody else, um, go go follow the the stuff. Um, Check out Mackenzie Johnston, uh, Cattle News Central. She does that four days a week and uh now jen hill has uh started her own podcast uh the black herford chronicles and she's posting that once a week here on uh, the burning daylight feed i think she's gonna she has her own feed as well and i think uh i'm not sure how long we'll uh we'll do it here <coughs> on on the burning daylight feed but the you can find her uh anywhere you got get podcasts uh the black herford chronicles um but anyway, right here on uh, the Move Your Ass Media Network, uh, we're we're building something here, folks. So anyway, sign up for Patreon. That help us help us build some more. So uh, uh, everybody that don't pay, well, forgive you this time, and uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Good guys and bad guys, cowboys and Indians, sinners and saints. Masters and minions They're all the same to me They're all the same to me Winners and losers The weak and the strong ones The young and the
easy street Fortune and failure Dirt roads and concrete The rich and the and bad.